And I looked it up and what did I find? Old Indian recipe for healing scabies where you wash your body with your first morning urine, then you soak in a bath. So as you're pouring it, your bath water's filling up. And so you're using that same urine, soaking in a bath for 20 minutes. I did one treatment and my scabies was gone. I tried all their poisons. I tried everything to get rid of them. Nothing was working. It was the only thing that worked and it worked instantly. Greetings and love, beautiful humans. It's Ben Hardy, co-host of the Terrain Theory Podcast. This week, my co-host Mike and I invited Amanda Vollmer back onto the show, almost a year to the day after her first appearance. We had a lot we wanted to cover with Amanda, as she is a deep well of wisdom whose curiosity to discover what is real and true in this existence carries her down many a fun rabbit hole. And so we explore terahertz frequency healing, borax protocols, urine therapy, how Amanda would tackle a cancer diagnosis, and much, much more. Here we all are together again. So great to have you with us. Welcome back to Terrain Theory. Justin, please just walk yourself right to jail. It's the right thing to do. (laughs) But before you go, please fix Amanda's internet. Yes. Thank you, Justin. That would be a that would be a, a a lasting legacy. Certainly better than the legacy he's currently leaving behind. Yeah, it's uh, quite a mess. But I have to say, after traveling to the United States recently, not looking so good over there too. So, okay, let's go on. Yeah. So you've we were we were discussing. You've been uh, hitting up some in person events. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear the Canadian perspective on the State of the Union. <laughs> okay, I've only gone now to Texas and to Las Vegas uh mainly. All right. Oh, and to California. Okay. Those three places. Uh they're all equally messy. Um I would say my my sort of distillation of it all is uh the food is poisoning the people to a level where the dullness is the intelligence level is, you know, dropped down significantly while the waistlines have expanded in the opposite direction. So the obesity is palpable. Um, the obedience is just sort of rote and the addictions are off the scale. So that's kind of what it looks like from my angle. Uh, yeah, but you know what, Amanda? At least our forests aren't all on fire. <laughs> yeah, just uh, everything else. <laughs> just, every, just, just all of the inside is on fire. Every American's insides is uh, in, inflamed. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's... I think, I think you nailed it. Uh, you certainly nailed aspects of it. You also went to Las Vegas, which, which isn't the greatest representation of life on the planet let alone the United States. Yeah, Las Vegas was, um, it's like a succubus of fakery that just wants all your loose and money. It just, it's like just trying to pull and suck and however it can get it from you, doesn't matter how. And then when it's done with you, it just spits you out. Yeah. That's what Las Vegas is. Yeah, oftentimes penniless and hopeless. Yes, and it's just not entertainment. I can't, I, I look at it like I'm from some other 
place and I go, how is this fun? Because sitting in front of a bleepity bloopity machine, pressing buttons and putting my hard-earned money into that said machine while drinking alcohol and smoking marbles is really not my idea of like entertainment or fun, you know? Yeah, it's regression. It's regression for, uh, for I guess, any of us. Well, I'm glad that you made it out alive. And I glad, I'm glad you made it out of there without losing all your money. <laughs> um, and we are appreciative of you uh, joining us for the second time. This is, as we, as we said already, this is uh, almost a year to the day anniversary of the first time you've come on. I'd say a lot's happened in that year. Um, and we're going to dive into some of that. And one of the things we wanted to talk about with you you've brought up recently on your Substack where you're pretty active and that is uh, the terahertz frequencies, terahertz healing. I'd love to, to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've always been interested in um, energy healing, if you will, because I, my first love or my first awareness that we had healing skills was through hands-on or laying on of hands, um, that type of healing, hands-on healing. So I knew that something was going on when you had intention and you put hands on someone to heal them. And well, that's not material. <laughs> and that's a supplement. Supplements don't fall out of my fingers and like, you know, go in there. So what's going on? And that's where when I started to get interested in what's happening with the body when I'm interacting with someone else and then they get healing benefits. So uh, I studied rate different forms of Reiki and energy work, um, how to do sound, how to use sound and color for, for healing. And what it boils down to is frequency. And even the food we eat, supplements we take, everything boils down to a frequency when you come right to the end user of it, right? Because ultimately it's fueling a process that's going to have an electrical or magnetic aspect. And now we can go through the material breakdown to get to unlock that, or we can go straight to the source. So I was always interested in these, the different ways and the different types of healing frequencies. So you can use things like biofield tuning with tuning forks, like uh, my friend Eileen McCusick does. And you can use uh, sound where you're singing to someone. I actually have a friend who does this. She'll sing into the different chakra centers or she'll tune by singing into your body and feel like a pingback coming. And then she knows there's a blockage. I mean, all these kinds of manners. And then I got really geeky and I was interested in devices. So I got a molecular enhancer. I got like a zapper. Um, I have a Rife machine. I have, you know, all kinds of different, you know, violet, violet ray device. Um, it's a Tesla coil. So all of these different manners in which to rebalance the terrain. And then I stumbled upon this terahertz frequency device. And it was through a really good friend of mine. And, I, you know, she's my best friend. She just, she's, she somehow has this ability to tune into what's right, you know, just naturally. And when she brought it to me, she said, you have to look into the, you like things and, I'm having really amazing results and you, you know, you need to, and I didn't even need, after she said that, I'm like, you don't need say no more, say no more. <laughs> I'm purchasing it now. <laughs> okay. Button is on the buy. No. Okay. Button. <laughs> so, uh, she, she was spot on. I actually had some health issues I'd been going through. I mean, you know, my story coming into my 
learning and my lessons of life was through my own debilitation of health, which is a lot of healers come into the wounded healer path. So I always struggle with lymphatic drainage, lymphatic issues because of the damage done to me by vaccines and the removal of my tonsils. So uh, I was, and then I'm coming, I'm 49. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going into that sort of weird perimenopausal phase where the hormones are all over the place and um, just everything's just toning down with my, you know, I'm not going to have babies anymore. And my body's like, yeah, cool. So uh, I've been treating myself and treating my hormones and balancing them for a long time, but still because of the lymph and the adrenals now have to take this extra weight. So once the ovaries stop working, um, the adrenals take over to produce the hormones. And, and if you're already stressed or already burnt out from say going to med school, um, it, you can feel that cortisol and those, adre those adrenaline that, you know, it's even more to your, for your body. So I had frozen shoulder. It was terrible. Um, I couldn't lift my arm past, you know, 45 degree angle. Sometimes I get to 90 degree, but that's pain. And then, uh, I was also having, you know, some sort of leg pooling sometimes of my lymph, which is really, you know, irritating. And I lost my taste and smell for a year as well. And nothing that I did got that back. And when it came, I was really eager for those solutions. I was in a lot of pain. Even the DMSO that I use, it, it would take the pain down, but because of the congestion, just nothing was moving. Um, so I was only using it for pain management. And then uh, I got this terahertz frequency device and I started using it. And within, I would say, it also structures water. So actually, you know, you start structuring the water, you make hexagonal water, and that's your battery that becomes uh, a type of battery inside your cells once you absorb it. And opening the points, you open all your meridians, and then you start wanting your organ system. So I'm doing this. And after about, I'd say not even a few weeks, my taste and smell comes back. I'm like, wow, I could just move my arm all the way up. No problem. Uh, it just healed. And so I knew there was something to this, obviously, from my own experience. I went to some of the Facebook testimonial groups and I just read testimony after testimony about people who were, you know, they had the shots, they weren't able to get out of bed. A lot of them were having tremor or seizure disorders from the shots, uh, all kinds of cancers, all kinds of psoriasis. Psoriasis can be really tricky to heal. They were healing it with, with this device. Um, and what is really happening is you're, you're structuring your own water of your body and you're uh, upregulating your mitochondria. And I found that every device and everything that eventually works <laughs> seems to help the mitochondria in some way because that's your motor. That's what makes everything happen for the cell, right? And it upregulates your detox. So it'll start pushing wastes out. It'll uh, increase communication throughout your electrical system. So you're going to get increased rapidity of healing. So everything that's stuck will move and anything that's stagnant will get flowing outward to the body. So it really does detox quite significantly in a nice rapid manner that is really impressive. And it is not suppressive because when you stop it, it doesn't come back. And that's like always a test when you, you know, we're taking something. If it, if you stop it and it comes back, um, then it's either really not touching it at the root or it's just a simple suppressive, suppressive 
Um, so I was just blown away and I was so excited. I, I, you know, that same thing happened with me with DMSO. I was like, so excited. Like nobody knows people need to know. And then I just started sharing it everywhere. Um, and it works for animals. It works for, you know, helps with your kids, your pets, everything. And it's just an invaluable device as far as I'm concerned. And the device itself is sort of like a wand shape. How is it powered? And then do you adjust the specific frequencies? Like what are the what are the various like modes and modalities of this thing? Okay, well, there's three models. There's a premium. Uh, um, sorry, there's a classic premium and pro. I have all of them, <laughs> and the it's for different uses. Depends on what what you're really after, your price point. But the premium is just your everyday use, uh, general use. Uh, th- three settings. So you have like, it, it's actually like a hair dryer. You can actually use it like a hair dryer because uh, it blows. So it, the blower aspect to it and heat is involved. It's one frequency. It's like a frequency of this very narrow band, band of terahertz waves because there are actually terahertz waves that are not good for you. So there are ones that are. And also ones that are diagnostic. So you can use them for say like an x-ray type of, you know, imaging which they're really exploring in the whole medical world. And it's stimulating the tissue. Um, and the fact that it's it's put you put that frequency into the water and it you can tell, you can actually do an experiment where you put the water, two glasses of water, wand one, and the taste is, you can taste how smooth it is once it's wanded because think about it, organized water, it makes sense that it would be smoother, you know, because disorganized would be bumpier and it tastes kind of bumpier. (laughs) So uh, just your senses kind of pick up on it. And then there's the, so the middle wand is uh, a lighter, it's, you know, it's thinner, it's lighter. Um, There's only a couple settings. Um, It's like your midway sort of price point. And then the pro has like six settings. It's like more industrial. It's like heavier and bigger. It's quieter, uh, but it's for when you're, if you're going to use it for a really long time, like say you're seeing clients and you want to use it on them, uh, that's, you know, that's the purpose of that. But it's a very, it's a very specific band and it also has scalar waves and also gives blue light therapy. So there's like three technologies in one for, for that particular uh, machine. Got it. And, and is it, um, you may have answered this, is it battery powered? Is it like an internal rechargeable battery? No, you just plug it into the wall. Okay. Got it. And how how long do you recommend uh, like a, a specific session be? And like, how are you, you know, do you do you sort of like use it across the affected area? Or is it sort of like the whole body you kind of run it along your whole body? How does that work? Yeah, there's different protocols. Uh, the main the main protocol is you charge so you wand uh, two cups of room temperature or slightly warmed water, pure water, and you drink that. So you're going to get hydrated first, and then you're going to open your points and your lymphatic chains. So that means top of the head, sort of down the channel in the front, down the channel in the back. You do the palms of your hands, you do under your feet, you do behind the knees, the arms, and that's like activating and warming up the lymph to help prepare it for all these wastes that you're about to dislodge, basically. And the water helps to flush. And if you don't do it, I mean, I don't always do that protocol now that I'm like a pro of this thing. I've been using it for so long now. But um, if you're new, especially, you don't skip these steps or you will have cold and flu symptoms because stuff moves and then you get the whole mucus formation, all that. And you don't want that. 
And then there's different protocols. So there's all kinds of different protocols. Um, say you're treating, say you have hypothyroidism. Okay, so you would treat the liver, you would wand in a circular motion over the liver for say 20, 15, 20 minutes, then you would do the thyroid area for about the same amount of time. And then you could do like a tertiary organ, you could do like your um, kidneys, or you could do your spleen. Uh, additionally, for another 10, 15 minutes. So it's usually between one and two hours a day is, is the maximum suggested use. Um, and sometimes people need don't need that much. Um, you know, or I've had people healed just from drinking the water and doing the points and not doing anything else. So it really just depends on where you're at, you know, where your health is at. Got it. And you feel this is something that the average individual, average consumer, as it were, can own and operate without, you know, fear of whatever, like injury or doing self-harm using it. Oh, absolutely. Um, there, there are some risks, you know, it's like with anything you have to learn, you know, contraindications, uh, you can't, you don't want to heat up metal. So if there's implants in the body, then you don't want directly over those. Uh, if you have like an open bleeding wound, that's not the appropriate <laughs> place to go to right away. You know, these sorts of things. If you have like a, a, a compound fracture, you don't want that. Um, and if you have any like pacemaker, those types of devices, you have to stay away from it. And as well, um, in especially in dogs, if they have congestive heart failure, I mean, this is also for adults, but especially in dogs that can actually kill the dog if they have congestive heart failure and you go to town on their heart directly because it's an electrical organ, uh, you, you don't want to do that. So there's specific contraindications, but yes, for the most part, anyone can use it. They, it's not, there's nothing complicated. You just have to be careful because it's all crystal lined inside. So you don't want to bang it, knock it, drop it, anything like that away from the kids and uh, just take good care of it. And that is something that the listener can get at your website, correct? Yeah. So how it works is we're a distributor and anyone can become a distributor. Uh, but we we do it through email. We don't really have it on. Well, we actually do have a link for purchase on the website if you need to, but we just do it through communication by email. So if people are interested and they want more information or they want to order, uh, they just email su support at yumnaturals.net and my crew will give them everything they need. And I have videos I've done on the science of it in, in, in you know, fine detail that I suggest people look at beforehand. So you just understand it a little bit deeper and why you're doing it and um, and, and what the science is saying about it. So it's, it's, it's helpful because it takes the fear out of people's minds and um, and it helps you become more informed because once you see what happens to your body, you usually want to talk about it to others, right? So then it, it just puts you in a good position there. And awesome. Well, appreciate the sharing of that information and that resource. Speaking of of protocols and healing, I know, Mike, you had some questions about borax protocol specifically, right, Mike? Yeah, you were the first person I heard speak about that. And then uh, Jacob Diaz, who's been on the show, did a deep dive on it, I believe, mostly pulling from your resources. And so I've been putting my water, my toes in those waters. Could you speak about that a little bit? Yeah, on Substack and also on yummy.doctor, my website, I have quite a bit of information on uh, borax and boron and also comparing it to boric acid because these things all get mixed and lumped together. And really, it's a natural substance. I mean, I actually visited the borax mine one time when I went to California. Hmm. And it's just a beautiful white substance comes right out of the ground. 
and it's a it's a tetraborate, so it has like a specific structure. Sodium tetraborate is the material. It actually has a lot of other names, which confuses people, but it's it's all the same thing. <laughs> so they're like, oh, is it is it hexaborate or tetraborate? And like they're they actually they're just described differently. It's the same thing. So, um, but there shouldn't be any additives in it. You can get it in the laundry aisle at the supermarket in most countries i think except the netherlands now it's so super dangerous <laughs> can't have dutch people you know put getting their hands on it um and it's like you gotta love the 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 weird ways that people try to dismiss natural remedies like oh it's a cockroach killer and an ant killer so therefore it's bad for you it's like no, man, there's LDs, there's LD50s for all different sizes of bodies, okay? And there's differences between you and me and a cockroach and an ant. So uh, I don't know if I, how I have to explain that. I need to explain that they're different, but they are. Um, and these are really low doses we're using as well. So um, really you're diluting the borax in water and then you're of that water. So basically it's like one teaspoon borax per one liter of water. Once that dissolves, you're ingesting three teaspoons max of that a day in additional water. That's your dose. So they're very, it's very low dose borax. And one of the things, and how I even found out about this really, was because I was trying to make sure I knew how to get all of these poisons out of my body. And one of the things I was not sure on how to do was how the hell to get all this fluoride crap out of me. Because I know I grew up in you know a small town in Ontario, and they have fluoride in the water. So every time I took that lovely relaxing bath, <laughs> which I love my baths, uh, I was, you know, absorbing fluoride, inhaling fluoride. Uh, I didn't know about fluoride-free toothpaste, which I actually make a really great one now. But back then, I didn't know. And I was brushing my teeth with the crap. I was going to the dentist. They were doing the special, do you want cherry or root beer, honey, on your teeth? You know, it's like, no, that's all freaking fluoride that tastes sweet and yummy. So the kids want it, right? And uh, I want it out of my damn body. <laughs> I want my pineal gland working for me. I wanted to see, right, with the extra eye that we have. And that was my goal. So that's sort of how, what led me to to borax because borax and boron both, but borax seems to be a stronger effect than boron, uh, will remove fluoride from the body. And uh, so, the, so doing that on a regular basis is very supportive um, for that particularly, I mean, has many other benefits. All, of course, our teeth and bones um, need uh, basically, I think, uh, about 10 to 12 different essential minerals and nutrients to function properly. And fluoride blocks a lot of these uh, these proper setups, proper bone lay overlays. And boron is essential for uh, strong and healthy teeth and bones. And that solution seems to also help disease or it's really anything going on with the, the gums, teeth, and mouth. So I usually suggest to people having those issues, cavities and things, to hold it uh, in their mouth, like over the cavity source, and just let it sit there for, say, like a minute or so, that solution. And then they can either spit it out or they can swallow it, sort of like how I do with colloidal silver. I usually suggest swish and swallow with colloidal silver because it's really good for your oral health. So same thing there. And it has a lot of applications and uh, it, it does boost energy. You'll we'll get usually an energy hit and often people will find they sleep better when they when they use it as well. So uh, so they can they can just read that 
that article and get a real education on uh, how to use the borax properly and not be afraid of it yet again, right? As <laughs> Morax is scary, but not the vaccines, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Thank you for that. I guess the added the added benefit is it will it will take care of any ants that are inside your body. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. No cockroaches yeah. in your colon. Like it's yeah. totally they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the crickets that we're all forced to eat will be also flushed out. <laughs> That's so bad for you because the chitin. They did studies on the chitin, right? Of crickets, how it's a a total agitator to the gut, causes leaky gut. So they definitely want you unwell. <laughs> yeah. No. No mystery to some of us. Um, yeah. So, okay. So while we're talking healing and therapies, uh, Amanda, the first time I was introduced to the urine therapy was listening to uh, your chat with Dr. Tom Callum, which I think was like two years ago now, going on two years ago. Um, and I was intrigued and I started incorporating it and I've sort of done it on and off. We have never done a deep dive on this on this podcast on it. We don't need to go too deep here, but I'd love to know a little bit more about urine therapy, how you were introduced to it. And again, it's another one of these that to the listener who's never heard of it uh, is probably going to go, ooh. Well, first of all, it's perfectly okay and perfectly normal for your first response to be ooh. Like, just just embrace it. Like, anyone who does that is totally, is totally because... The reason why it's okay is that what that highlights is your programming, right? And we have to stop shaming people who react inside their programming because they're never going to be able to get through and, and break through the magic spell if just love them through it, right? If we're like, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're dumb because you don't listen to me or that kind of attitude, then, you know, or we react to them reacting to us, <laughs> it's going to get nowhere. Um, so the... The ooh factor is fine because guess what? Old piece stinks. It stinks like ammonia. Uh, it comes from that place in the body that is questionable for a lot of people if it's clean or not. You know, I mean, we have all kinds of connotations there. But once we get through the programming and and the whole idea of what we think or our judgments around urine, and we just get right to the nitty gritty, uh, you realize that God made us have this our own medicine come out of our bodies. And that when you dispel the idea that it's waste and that it's actually excess, and in fact, it is highly microfiltered blood plasma and basically drinking like seawater and its structures, the body structures the, the urine. So you're actually drinking highly, highly structured and educated water. And if you understand that water holds memory. Uh, then this is a feedback loop that you give yourself that informs your body about what's going on. And the metabolites and what so-called wastes that you would find in urine uh, is about 3% urea and another 3 or 4% of you know other active metabolites like vitamins and hormones and nutrients so that the body just can't absorb in that sitting, right? There's only so much from what you eat and drink that your kidneys are going to be able to process in any given time. Everything else is excess and has to go just because homeostasis must be balanced. So that is not waste. That is just the extra. And in fact, you can see the extra, you know, if you ever take B vitamins, for example, and you see how your urine is different color, right? That's usually from the thiamine. Well, 
Yeah, because a small percentage of that is coming out. It's circulating through the blood. The blood is being filtered by the kidneys. Yeah, you're going to get a few percentages of that in there. And guess what? Now you can drink it. <laughs> and you, It's like it's free. It's like <laughs> you just saved yourself some money on your B vitamins right there. <laughs> um, so well, I think once people realize the power of it and that it's not dirty, it's actually sterile. Um, it's not teeming with, with bacteria. Plus, anyway, even if there's bacteria and you realize the germ theory is false, you're like, also, it doesn't matter. Um, and it can literally save people's lives. It's that important to know about. And how far back has this therapy been used? Oh, it's as ancient as I think we've been ex- since we've been existing. I think we knew everything intuitively when things began. I think we've been descending and falling away from our truth and knowledge uh, ever since. I think we started perfect, we become imperfect, and then we find our way home to perfect again. And it seems like we're kind of maybe midway <laughs> through that process. <laughs> uh, so the ancients, especially the Ayurvedic, you know, the Indian um, uh ancient ones, uh, the the wise keepers, they all knew the power of uh, urine for healing. And not just for healing. I mean, like, if you're sick, I mean, I don't even know if they were sick back then, it probably wasn't even a thing. Um, you can use it for anti aging for washing the skin and the hair, you can use it to wash clothing, you, we know we can use it to tan leather, right? Um, you can, you know, say you, you have a deer and you have a a buck that's, or a skin that's come off the deer. Um, and you, you scrape all the sinew or the, all the tissues off, and then you use urine. You can use urine to actually preserve it. Um, you can ferment the urine. I have a seven year old urine. That was a seven or eight years. That's it. That was the first collection I saved back when I sorted it out that I wanted to do it a little more and, it sort of clicked for me that I read, I read Martha Christie's your own perfect medicine. I, I read uh, Armstrong's book. I like, I, I think what happened is I just sort of stumbled on a YouTube video. It was pretty innocent. And I was reminded the time I used urine therapy to heal scabies that I had in my twenties. And I looked it up and what did I find old Indian recipe for healing scabies where you wash your body with your first morning urine, then you soak in a bath. So as you're pouring it, your bath water is filling up. And so you're using that same urine, soaking in a bath for 20 minutes. I did one treatment and my scabies was gone. I tried all their poisons. I tried everything to get rid of them. Nothing was working. It was the only thing that worked and it worked instantly. And that's that was my very, very first like, oh my gosh, that's an incredible remedy. And then like a young you know child that I was you know, in my 20s, I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm going to do other shit now. I forgot all about it until I watched that video and went, of course, you know, why am I not talking about this more? You know, this is important. And did did my reading, did my due diligence, practiced it myself as I always do. I always use myself as a guinea pig. And then that was when I started fermenting. So I have this like thick, black, incredible looking urine that smells sweet. There's the ammonia process is long over um, and is like, a nectar, my own stem cells have grown in that. And it's like my own healing nectar that I have just (laughs) sitting there for when I need it for emergencies, you can even inject it, you can use it as an injectable, you can use it in an enema. I think uh, a buddy of mine and and myself were were thinking about writing a practical guide for urine therapy, because all the books I've read, they're really great. I mean, they're educational. 
but I, I, I mean, as I wrote with healing, healing with DMSO, I want practicality. I want like, here's the simplified and then yeah. here, okay, here's a, here's the science if you want to get geek out, whatever, but you know, now here's recipes <laughs> and here's how you do it. Right. You know, that's what I want to do. Amanda, how, how relevant is, I guess, the state of your terrain or your overall health to the quality of the urine? Are there any imperfections that can come through? Is it a drainage pathway in any way? Yeah, because when we, like, I wrote a heavy metals detox course on yummy.doctor. I released it a little while ago. And in it, now, this is kind of a blanket statement. I just generalize, don't do it when you're doing active metals cleansing, because you will get some in the urine, right? Right. And any little metal, I personally don't want back in my body. So I just say, let's just be purists there. If you have an emergency, you're going to still use it, okay? Um, like if you have an anaphylaxis or a bee sting or something happens, you're going to want to still use that. But those are really only a few drops, like a homeopathic dose that you need for those situations anyway. Um, but for the most part, yes, there are a few situations where you'd kind of withhold uh, a little bit like, uh, you know, spilling protein. So if you're actually ha- spilling a lot of protein, you have to, there's a whole different way of, of using urine. So you want to let everything settle out and then just skim off the top. Uh, and you would actually need the urine in that case because that means your kidneys are damaged. And by ingesting the urine, you heal the the whole urinary tract system. Um, I usually recommend that for people of like, you know, repeat UTIs or any type of bladder issue or infection um, to make sure they're drinking their urine, even if it smells weird or whatever, because you're going to get more benefit out of that than you think. And if your urine really smells or more terrain, the, those little metabolites um, are gross. Like it's like breakdown of bad stuff, right? So they don't usually smell the nicest. Uh, but again, you're still informing the body what's happening. Um, if they're taking drugs, like any type of pharma drug, you also have to be careful because there's enough active drug in the urine that you can use it like a dose of your medication, <laughs> um, wow. especially like thyroid cases. Uh, I've actually helped people get off their thyroid medication using urine therapy and using one of their urines as a, a dose um, of their medication. And so for those cases, you can still use it. You just have to be aware of what is an overdose of my drug look like. And so maybe I should <laughs> come down a little first. Yeah. Before doing it. So there's, there's but, obviously, um, there's nuance to this. Yes. Yeah. And even as you drink, so I, what I found is as you ingest it more and more, the urine gets nicer and nicer and it, it tastes nicer. You're not as grossed out by it. It actually changes. It becomes lighter. Um, it just becomes a more pleasant experience the more that you do it, which is, which is a really nice reward for it. I have two practical questions. One is what part of the stream should you be catching to consume? And then how much do you recommend consuming a day? Well, the sort of safe, if you want to call it that, is to a collection method is to first start the stream because in your ureter, there'll be some bacteria and debris or whatever that naturally will happen. And so that sterile urine that's coming from the bladder through is actually cleansing the tissues first. So you want to allow for that first cleanse to happen and all that material to fall away. 
and then you start your collection because you know you're getting that full sterile at that point. And if you want to avoid the sediment that comes at the end of the urine stream, then you just don't complete um, your collection. You let the rest fall away as well. Um, but that I've done it all. Okay. <laughs> I've done clean catch and no clean catch. And I don't see a difference as far as if there's anything bad or the other or anything like that. So, but I'm, that's me and I don't, and then other people are other people. So we're just doing that to be prudent and cautious and wise. And it's just, it's easy. And there's enough urine to go around and each, you know, like you'll be fine to like leave off a few drops. Um, (laughs) Now there's different consumption amounts. Uh, General use or daily use is two ounces a day. Um, And you can drink it neat. You can put it in orange juice. You can throw it in a smoothie, whatever you want. But as my friend David Murphy says, just stop being a pussy and drink it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, ah, whatever. He's like that, right? I'm like, well, some of us have good days and bad days with our urine. And we sometimes don't want to drink it like that. We want a cocktail, okay? So just (laughs) let us have a cocktail. Mixology. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> little vodka, a little OJ, a little urine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Coming um, to Brooklyn soon. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Open up a urine bar. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just, now we're just printing money. Now we're just printing <laughs> money. We really are. We really are. I mean, hey, do you want to taste what Bon Jovi's urine tastes like? We got some here. Oh, like a- vintage. Vintage. We got some ACDC urine. That's real messy. Don't don't try that. <laughs> Yeah. That'll get that'll get you stoned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Keith Richards, the Keith Richards urine baby. Yeah, you live forever. That's what would happen with that one. Um, amazing, uh, Amanda. I know uh, another question we had for you, and Mike, this was this is your question. But what uh, what role does esoteric biochemistry play in your life and work? Well, I mean, everything that I do is as the alchemist. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of my life really, uh, in a sense, but the tissue salt aspect or the subtle energies or the, the homeopathy energies are really important. And, uh, you know, the, the balancing of all those, uh, minerals in your body is part of what makes every, the cells work. If, If we, if we're calling it cells, you know, I'm using language by the way of, what we've been taught. I know that the new biology is going to be different, but we're, we have, we have to use some words here. Explanation. Um, We don't inside system is not really, there's not really the cell membrane as we think, but uh, it's more electrochemical and water shapes the cells. And when they come out of the body, then the protective coatings that it changes. So you know, when you're studying um, in vivo versus in vitro, you have a, like a whole different biological yeah, outlook. But so for just just so you know, that's a caveat when I say cell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like the word cell. Like it means just it's like jail cell or cell phone or right. I mean, I'm with you. It's just not a happy word. Yeah. But I, I do use a lot of that in my practice and in my life. Um uh, it's a, it's these are essential aspects to really learn about and and understand so that we're not in deficiencies and that our uh, our communication through our body 
is as rapid as possible because when when that doesn't happen for us this is aging you know this is disease um and we we have so many challenges right now in our lives we really need to focus on making sure that our biochemistry is communicating and is in uh, harmony and homeostasis for you know really our, what we're here to do, which is our path, live our path and our purpose. How do you live your path and purpose if you're sick all the time, right? So, um, so yeah, it's very important. We we had Steve Falconer on back in January, and he's a big fan of yours, and I believe you're his doctor, if I'm not mistaken, or have been at times. Um, and he's who turned us on to, of course, his incredible film on esoteric biochemistry. And and so I sort of took a really keen interest in that. And um, so we've got them in the home and it's something that I can get my kids to take, which is not the easiest feat, you know, um, very easy. There's the the lactose-based ones and then the sucrose-based ones. And But something my wife was wondering, it, like what is comprised in the tablet? Is it is it more of a homeopathic remedy or is it more than that? No, it's an actual mineral salt. It is a mineral um, salt. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just in low um low concentration and I know that the uh, it's not a true homeopathic because it's not succussed. Right. So it's just the dilution factor, not the succussion factor that you get with homeopathy where you're potentizing it in that process. So it's a different electrochemical um, aspect involved and you're actually getting the technical mineral like the 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 material mineral in the body right and not just the energetic imprint of that correct right great thank you for clearing that up so amanda here's here's a question i've never asked uh i never asked a guest i'm really interested in asking you this because i you've done a lot of writing um on your website and your blog and i think even in your Substack. I think I read like 5.5% of the population maybe in the U S or in the world, uh, have a cancer diagnosis. We've talked about this a little bit on this podcast. Like what would I do if I were given a cancer diagnosis? I'm curious to know what would you do if you were given a cancer diagnosis, what would be the steps you take to heal yourself? Uh, well, step one, I would dump the diagnosis. Love it. (laughs) Um, Because if I had a diagnosis anyway, that meant I went to a quack. And so I don't, <laughs> so like, what the fuck does this person know, right? So I probably wouldn't believe them at all. Um, and if I, I was having symptoms, right? Like if I personally was having symptoms and I knew something was wrong inside my body, then I would just get to cleansing. I would just up my cleansing game, you know? Oh, I guess I've been stagnant. I guess I've been you know, off my game, maybe I haven't been eating the best or sleeping the best or not stress management. Awesome. Or, you know, I've been to Vegas and (laughs) 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 having some interesting foods, Um, you know, so that behavior just is, there's no fear. It's just, oh, interesting. You know, obviously I've had some buildup and my body thinks it needs to shovel away the wastes. Uh, that I'm producing into these growths, which is actually a healing mechanism. And I need to help my body complete what it's doing instead of cutting it out or trying to stop the mechanism because that's guaranteed death. Uh, Instead, I will say sorry to my body for doing what I did to it. I will look at my emotional aspects because there's always an emotional aspect to any type of cancer. 
any type of anything. Uh, I will see where I'm blocked. I'm stuck. And I will always, always, always find both the gift and the lesson inside my whatever that suffering looks like. Because they only come to challenge us to look for these things. And once you get the gift and the lesson, you're done with the disease entity. You're done. And if you could do all the herbs and all the supplements and all the everything you want, and if you don't get the, the gift and the lesson, there's going to be something that comes down the road yet again that will make you go through the gift to help to find the gift and the lesson in it. So I always look for that first. Like the lesson was, oh, I wasn't listening to my body. I was abusing my body. I was, um, I was not intuitive with myself. I wasn't going within enough. I, I was, I was believing the external projection too much. You know, um, I wasn't taking time for myself, whatever it is. And then the gift could be, um, even just from the healing of it. Like I always find gifts in healing because then I can share with someone else and it's a gift for someone else. And a gift will be different for different people. My spiritual teacher used to say, you cannot move from one garden to the next until you pick all the flowers of that garden. You just will not progress. Um, so I always remember that. And yeah, I'd be drinking my urine. I'd be doing coffee enemas. I'd, <laughs> I would be uh, clean, doing blood cleanses like Essiac. Um, you know, I'd be making sure my mineral levels are up, be taking probably shilajit and tissue salts, uh, making sure my magnesium is up there, taking potassium because the potassium and sodium gets flipped in a lot of cancer situations, uh, especially if it's like late, like late cancers, because the mechanism is trying to work, right? And it's stuck. It's like stuck. I'm producing tumors and producing tumors and producing tumors. Can't heal. Something is blocking. And so what happens is the whole biochemistry gets thrown off. And what the Gerson, the Gersons found, Dr. Gerson found was that the energetics of the cell uh, flip. So you get, you know, you have a sodium potassium exchange. Uh, there's no pump. I don't believe in pumps anymore. I don't believe in receptors. I don't believe in any of that shit anymore. It's actually feasibly impossible to have like endless receptors on one little cell. It just doesn't work like that, yeah. but whatever. So the signaling right? The signaling is flipped. There's something that goes wrong with the electricity of the of the cell. And so potassium is supposed to be inside and the sodium is supposed to be outside, but it flips. So you have all the sodium now that's gathering inside the cells and you need increased potassium to help flip that polarity and drain the extra uh, sodium out of the cells. So I'd do something like that. Um, I'll probably, if I did actually get a real diagnosis, I would find a second or third opinion as well. I wouldn't just go with that because 60 to 60% are wrong. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, the most of it there. That's beautiful. Yeah. Ditch the diagnosis. Well, Amanda, we, we started a little bit late, but we are over our time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, I guess two, just two more things. We wanted to, to uh, give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about your subscription service. PMA that you have? Yeah. So, you know, everything I've been moving into the private, I've been studying uh, equity law um, and applying some of the methods I'm learning about, relearning about trusts, um, irrevocable and revocable trusts and how do you, you know, put businesses into trust, how to put your mortgages into trust. I really suggest people look into that like straight away because they're coming for your stuff. <laughs> so if you have a business and a car and a house and assets, right? you you definitely want to put it in an irrevocable trust where you're 
you don't technically own it. The trust owns it. So no one can come for you as a liable person. Uh, and then you open LLCs and you sort of put it under the LLCs. And uh, then you also can avoid taxes, which uh, taxes, taxation is theft. We all know that. But also we're feeding the beast system the more we pay into it. So the less we feed it, the better off we'll be. Uh, so anywhere where you think you've got a line in feeding the beast, you look at that, say, how do I stop feeding the beast at every one of these aspects? So that's what I've been doing. I teach people a lot about that. I know the yummy dot doctor platform, you know, is growing steadily. It's really nice because we were worried at the beginning that we were just going to get flooded with members and we wouldn't have that, you know, there's always growing pains with new private communities. And, uh, but it was really a nice trickle in and I was really happy <laughs> to not be overwhelmed and then every few weeks, I'm launching new a new course. Uh, I'm live for the top two uh, tiers membership every Thursday. So so tomorrow's Thursday, yep. Uh, and uh, so answer Q&A for whatever they're doing inside the courses. Eventually, I'll do lives inside each course once there's enough members and enough you know questions because we're ref always refining and perfecting. And then the, the the members get to communicate with each other. They they can, it's like reforming our community. Um, and what's nice is I'm teaching people how to doctor themselves. I don't want anybody to lean on anybody else for their healthcare. I don't think that's necessary. Once you know the basics and you you know all these problems, health problems, right? Uh, you learn about the, the heavy hitters, as I call them, the DSO and the magnesium the MMS, the MSM, these things, you're able to get ahead of problems um, with before they really fester, you know, and I'm trying to teach prevention, trying to teach introspection um, and how to, you know, maneuver your life without having one drama and trauma after another. I mean, we don't need to live like that um, and how to stop giving your authority away to false um, false uh, higher authority as they, or as they claim they are, which they are not. Um, so really it's an empowerment um, you know, support group. And I'm really happy about it. The PMAs are part of my, so my yumnaturals.store, my dmso.store, those are private membership associations. Uh, they're private contract agreements between parties. So, you know, this is not a, a, on the public record. And this is how we need to operate to protect ourselves as well, because they want to come for our supplements. They want to tell us what we can and can't eat, drink, do, right? But guess what? <laughs> when they do that, we're consenting to slavery and we have emancipation proclamation. We don't have to consent to slavery. We could say no. We could say, oh, that's nice, but no, that's cool. But no, <laughs> you know, not really, not today. Mm, I don't remember about the being, like, you know, signing up to be a slave. So we're just going to be, or, and you can ask them, he's like, am I slave? Am I your slave? And they're not, they can't say yes because that's illegal. So they go, oh, well, then give me my remedy, please. You, they have to. People don't understand this. I'm actually going to do a little TikTok today or tomorrow after, about airports <laughs> because holy crap, people just, they put it in front of you and they're like, okay, you know, oh, you do this. Okay. It's like, why? No, say no. You don't have to do everything they put in front of you. Why? They See, that's the fluoride problem, right? And the food problem. They just dumbed everybody down so much. And then they put the biometrics in front and say, oh, sorry, in order for you to get through customs, you, we have to take a picture of your face. Even though we have a passport with a picture in your face, we have to take, we have to scan your body and take all your internal organs, to get all your biometrics uh, for a 50 minute city plan to make sure we enslave you further and that we can do a surveillance state. Oh, 
Okay. How about no? How about you say, oh, I'd like to opt out? Because you can opt out. That's what I did traveling. I'm like, no. They're like, what? Like, no. Where's the opt out? They're like, oh. And they get the other person. They're like, <laughs> I love it. One time we're at the airport and you yell, okay? They're like, two opt outs. And then the other person's like, two opt outs, male and female. <laughs> Everybody's looking at us at the freaking Texas airport. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> We're the weird ones. Yeah, okay. While well, everyone's getting their body scans, right? We won't go through that machine. I will not give them my body. I'm sorry. They're not getting it. So people can say no, and they don't even know. Even the last time when we came from Vegas, we were waiting. Now they're, they're going to try to make it uncomfortable and make you wait and make it inconvenient and all this shit, right? Who cares? We stood, you know, my partner stood there for like 15 minutes waiting for a male to come do, do him. And he, the guy couldn't remember how to do a pat down. Wow. I'm like, that's, that's not good. That's not good. I'm like, so we all, anybody who travels, please opt out. Please retrain these people. Please make it a thing again so that they uh, hire more people that have to give you pat downs. Just stop complying with this shit because you have opt outs. You don't need to go through customs and make them take your your picture you don't have to get a picture taken when you're boarding the plane they tried to do that i'm like huh no i said to her oh no thank you we don't do that she's like what like no we don't we don't give our biometrics away i don't know what how else to say it in another word and she's like oh right okay here passports give passport scan the passports like they normally do ah thank you have a nice day on to the plane oh we didn't have to do that after all right like people behind me, I don't. I think they were still on the Florida stair. I think like, oh, oh, uh, just comply, uh, you know. <laughs> Where's my diet coke? Uh. I like that line. I'd like to opt out. That is something. Obviously, they've heard. They know what that means. That's language that they can oh, they understand. Know. Yeah, that's that's an important piece of of uh, knowledge. And it sounds like in your in your PMA, not only are you teaching preventative health, but you're also teaching equity law and some amount of common law sovereignty uh, awareness. Yeah, yeah. Money awareness, sovereignty awareness, all of it, because it all ties in, right? Because we're talking about health. Health is everything. Health is the interaction with your family, mental health, emotional health, your financial health, your, your the health of your community, your, your interactions with, with community yeah if you're you could be physically healthy and be not healthy because you're isolated and alone and 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 sad because no one loves you or whatever right you know what i mean like that's not health so at all of those factors all those determinants matter that's phenomenal yeah. amanda last time we had you on we asked um we asked a question that we ask all our guests at the end of the show what are your non-negotiables the daily habits that you do to tend to your terrain and the last time you were on a year ago you had three they were paying attention to water um, going outside and being in nature and then staying on top of your current lessons whatever those are and we're wondering mm -hmm. if you've added anything to those three in the last year yeah i would say my non-negotiables now are also physical exercise. Um, I really, you know, I got into a busy phase where I really uh, sort of underappreciated the value of moving my body. Um, and I, I sort of got out of that habit and I, I've reinitiated 
that habit. And I realize how much better I feel when I when I f- make sure I prioritize moving my body. So moving my body is a non-negotiable moving forward. Um, another one is meditation. I'm, I started using um, uh, this app called Undo. And I, I do have a, a, co- a discount code if people are interested. It's I think it's yummy23. Anyway, this man who figured this natural meditation. Now I've done all kinds of meditation. Okay. But this is a natural meditation technique. It's not cerebral or, you know, let your thoughts pass you and this kind of shit. It's not that, which I did for ever and even hit a wall with it. Like I didn't feel I was progressing in my meditation anymore. I'm like, what's happening? And he's like, oh yeah, that happened to me. And that's why he went and did a deep dive into what's going on. And I can't, it's so valuable. I it's, it's one of my non-negotiables for sure now, because it, ta- it teaches you how to go inward deeper and deeper. So you're going to say a sensation. Like I actually did this at one of the hotels. So here I am at this cheaper motel in Vegas. Okay. There's an AC out of the, out the window that is buzzing. There's a low hum that's coming through the room and it's like a tinnitus almost. You can't shut it out. Like no matter if I put the earplugs in or not, I'm, it's, it's like in my body, right? It's like in my skull and I'm pissed off. I'm like, fuck this. I shouldn't have, I should, I paid for this room. <laughs> you know, this is, it's this injustice, like, you know, where you get triggered by something. Right. And, and so, so your tapes run, start running, right? Like this is wrong. How dare they, whatever it is, whatever it is. So the meditation technique says, okay, do you realize that the thing itself, the buzzing itself, isn't the discomfort or the suffering. It's your judgments and thoughts about it that's upsetting you, that's creating that tension inside. And that's the first step. I was like, right, that's correct, which means I can control it. I can control something there. So then the next step is going, where do those sensations, where those beliefs, where, where is that in my body? Where do I hold those in my body? Find a source. So for me, it was in my head. I just felt it's in my mind and my thoughts. I just, I went with my head. That's where I feel the discomfort. And then you go deeper into the discomfort and you break it down and you go, what, what is the underlying reason for why you're having those thoughts in your body and you're really feeling it out. And I can't, I actually whittled it down to grief. I actually, I'd lost two cats this summer. My old boy, he was 14 and a, a kitten that we just recently got and both, both males. And, you know, I was carrying harboring a lot of grief. I, I don't grant. I don't know if I was working through it that well. Um, and there it was, it was right there. I'm like, Oh, it's the grief from my cats. That's what that is. That's why I'm feeling agitated at these little things in life because I haven't resolved my grief. It's, it's chewing at a part of my body. And I'm picking on whatever it is in my surrounding as the blame to like transfer how I'm feeling onto it. And as soon as I acknowledged my grief and owned it and said, yes, I have grief. That's what it is. The sound didn't bother me more. (laughs) Just didn't bother me one bit. I was fine. I was like, oh, good night. I went to bed. (laughs) So you can do that with a person. You can do that with anything. And so it's a very valuable training because everything's fucking bothering us these days, right? I mean, like 
<laughs> everything's annoying. <laughs> so do the work. So non-negotiable is always do the work. Okay. And that's part of the work. And it will bring you happiness and peace. And I don't know anybody who doesn't want really happiness and peace. So I would say those two, I would add on to my uh, non-negotiable list, probably ever growing. Ever growing. Those are beautiful. Movement and meditation. And Amanda, the next time the smoke from all the fires up there in Canada are disrupting my day, I'm going to take a moment and find out exactly what is at the heart of that agitation. I appreciate that. Well done. I'll be applying that to uh, the endless assault of weather modification happening above my home, uh, starting yep. immediately. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Yes. I do. I do that one a lot. Yeah. Amanda Vollmer, we appreciate you coming back on the, the Terrain Theory podcast. You are a force in nature and you are an endless well of wisdom and knowledge. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Mike. It was great to be here again and we'll see you next time. You know, you know what I want to say. I'm just going to say, welcome to the after party in the pineal room. In the pineal room. <laughs> it's the morning after party. Yeah, that's true. It's the morning, it's the morning <laughs> after party. We recorded late with, uh, with the, the good doctor last night and I had to put G-Man to bed. So we've had some time to sleep on the conversation. And um, here's, here's, here's where my mind is at. Take a little bit of borax, put it in a mason jar, pee into the borax, and then use the terahertz wand over that. <laughs> Drink it. Immortality achieved. Nothing you heard here shall be taken as medical <laughs> advice. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> my god uh what did what did grayson have to say he hung out for the whole episode did he have any comments um he d he didn't have that many comments no he was playing chess the whole time or at really? least part of the time yeah against uh, a droid uh, he well he first he he fired up i don't know if you could hear it i certainly nope. could he fired up the uh the little electric drum kit <laughs> and then put it on like the sample so it just immediately started going bam bam and I was like, no. And I, I tried to, I tried to alert him with my hand. I ended up knocking over like half my desk, which made its own commotion. But never would have known. Never, never would have. Yeah, known. never would have known. It's these beautiful mics. They only pick up the voice. Oh my god, not the ambient. That's, that's parenting ninja skills, Benjamin. Well right. done. <laughs> right. I should have him on the podcast more often. Yeah. Keep uh, you on your toes. Keep us on our toes. Well, speaking of being kept on our toes, that is what Amanda does, isn't she? Yeah, she's at the uh, the tip of the spear, I would say. She is, yep. Um, and and pretty cool that it was. It's our one year anniversary. I think it was the twenty third of October. Uh, we released that episode last year with her on it, yep. where she just like spit fire into the microphone the entire time. The crossing the Rubicon episode. Crossing the Rubicon episode. That's right. That is what it was. <laughs> I think we both sort of went, well, I guess there's no going back now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all the cats are out of the bags. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very impressed by the fact that she includes 
equity law and trust law and common law in her PMA. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible because as she said, if you want to be healthy, you have to have your house in order across the board. Across the board. I, I don't know anyone else who's doing that. I mean, that's really incredible. Yep. Yep. That's why she's the real deal. Um, she's the real deal. I am. So I'm flying to New York City on Sunday. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Yeah. But first, I'm going to tell you that I've got to go through. Uh, so Burlington Airport, I'm going to fly out of Burlington Airport. And you bet your ass I'm going to opt out. Yeah. I would like to opt out. I'm going to try that out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's a very small. So Burlington International Airport, because they fly to Canada, has like, <laughs> you know, there's like five gates total. Uh, it's a very small one security like li- line that you go through. There is right. only one scanner. The last time I was there anyway, there's only the one like, you know, whatever that scanner is that they use now. There's really not a lot of space to pull someone aside for an opt out. And right. also anyone who's flying is all in that line and security. So it'll be not fun. a lot of anonymity either. No, no. And I'm trapped. So I'm traveling with uh, actually Colin, you know, Colin uh-huh. who owns the brewery and um, he was invited to collaborate on a beer with like six other brewers through the Simon Foundation, which is like a billionaire backed foundation. So they're doing this collaborative beer thing to celebrate the solstice. Not the no, sorry, not the solstice, the um the eclipse that's happening hmm. in the spring. Hmm. Um so, so <laughs> you can imagine uh first of all, I'm gonna be making he's gonna regret taking me because I'm gonna be making a scene <laughs> opting out, and then I may have some <laughs> cosmology questions of the good people <laughs> uh at this little event over the weekend. So this is like the whole planning thing. Um anyway, it'll be the la- first and last time he invites me as his like yeah. quote unquote marketing guy, because all the brewers are invited and they're bringing their marketing department because they all have to figure out how they're going to co-market this you know this collaborative beer to commemorate the the uh this big event and apparently like you know we i think i don't know if you are but we're in the path up here and the anticipation is that this area is going to be flooded with tourists to Mm. come up Mm. uh and so uh, it'll be a great opportunity to educate them on true cosmology (laughs) (laughs) this is where the red pill room will shine michael God, I, I, I've, I guess I don't know anything about what you're talking about. I, I, fill me in. I don't know. Just what is the eclipse? Like, Why is this eclipse any more special than any other eclipse? What is an eclipse? I mean, that isn't that where we're really getting to the heart of it, right? right. This is a what red. Is... This is a red pill room question. However, it's right. not too soon to tease the red pill room. Oh the, my God! And the 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 uh, deep dark depths. The amount we will of dive. moon theories. I I almost like had to throw my phone in the toilet today. I was just like, stop. I just couldn't take anymore with the moon. What is the moon? Just needed a little pause. That there is there is a lot. the 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 moon having governance over mood and emotion, I and mean, that seems pretty clear over menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. There's something there. Uh, certainly over like animal life and activity. It's got something. It's got something going on. But yeah. so, so the April. So it's it's April eighth, twenty twenty four is a total sol- solar eclipse. It's going to cross North America. Um, got it. Okay, thank you. Yes. I missed that. So you, I, th- I don't know the the specific path of totality or whatever. Um, 
but I think you're, you know, you'll, you'll be able to see it. We'll be able to see it. We should actually, we should maybe host a live red pill room event. Okay. Right. Sure. I like your, I love your attitude. I love your positive attitude. Just yeah. say yes. I'm a yes man. You are a you are a yes and guy. That's why this works, Michael. That's why this works. <laughs> April eighth. Okay. Yeah. Should be around. So Should opting around. out. So opting out of security. Anyway, back to that. Back to yep. Amanda. Uh, love <laughs> love that she does it. Um, walking the walk. No, you know, no great surprise. But it's awesome just to hear how you know how, the many ways that she's doing it, and that's one of them. Yep. Um, putting your you know putting your mortgage, putting everything into an irrevocable trust, uh, creating an LLC. I, I love that idea. Um, something that I woke up this morning. That was the first thing on my mind. Like, right. right. I should probably, let's, let's go. Let's do that. Yeah. What are the steps? And what, you, you can learn them from her. What are the steps? Yeah. And then movement, you know, movement and meditation. I love that she's making daily movement a priority. I think that's a, yeah. a great one for everyone. That's certainly something that I aspire to do. Getting, you know, as many steps as I can in a day. And then I just rejoined a gym for the first time in like over a decade. Cuz when I was you. when I was living in Vermont, where I was living in Vermont, there was no gym within 45 minutes. So I'm not going to spend I'm not going to drive. So I just created right. a little home gym in my basement and rocked it there, but there's a gym like 8 minutes from me. And cool. uh and that's my happy place. Like that is where I just feel really good. So I've been getting up in the mornings at like 5:30 hitting that thing in the dark and then I just my day. It's honestly it replaces the caffeine. Hmm. Getting that rush, getting the endorphins going, and um, uh, so movement definitely like there, and then the meditation. So undo, and she said that yummy twenty three. I think is her discount code. So we'll check that out, and uh, I'll follow up with her and put it in the in the show notes. But I want to check into that meditation app, and then we got to run it by our boy Chris Alvarez, the uh, the TM guy, and see if it if it meets with his approval. Yeah, love it. I I love the idea of the DIY nature of there's so many options for exploring whatever this meditation journey is. And I have a tendency to roll my eyes at apps, but um, that's silly. That's a silly knee jerk reaction. Let's like bring it on. Let's, let's, especially if it's endorsed by Amanda. Is this a bad time to, uh, to tell you that I've been designing a terrain theory app? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. True story. True story. I've been, I've been uh, just in the ideation uh, it's more in the in the Bo in the Bo Burnham stunning 4K resolution <laughs> <Right>. meditation app. <laughs> it's like he sort of nailed it. There. He nailed it. He nailed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Are you really working on a train theory app? Yeah, yeah. There's another another sort of idea that's come to me recently. I've had a lot of ideas, Michael, and as you know, I'm trying to shift my life around to make more time to execute on said ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there's, I think it's. I think there's a lot that can be done. A lot of just like cool, useful things that can be done when you open that thing up um, to help a person along their along their day and just like a daily check in on yeah. some of these some of these non you know your own personal non negotiables and then the aggregation of non negotiables. This is just one one of the facets, but the aggregation of non negotiables across all our guests. I think, excuse me, some of which like we've integrated into our, our life and, and also others have, um, across multiple guests. So, you know, almost like a checklist thing and you know, maybe yeah. some alerts that you can get when it's a good time to get some sun in your eyes and your feet on the ground, just like those kind of reminders. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, some of it you might get in your weather app, but you know, no one's opened up their weather app and scrolling all the way down to see 
that morning sun, you know, the first 20 minutes of sunrise. Anyway, yeah. there's a bunch of, I think there's a bunch that can be done there. That's great. Um, we'll see. And then maybe not because like you said, does the world need another, another app? I don't know. Well, I guess I was mostly, I think the world does need another app. Uh, but uh, the, the whole meditation app again in the Bo Burnham lens just sort of cracks me up. There are plenty of those. Yeah, there yeah. are plenty. But it, it was cool. I hadn't heard of Undo, so I want to check that out. Yeah, totally. Um, and and so you you had mentioned before that you are already doing the the borax. Yeah, after Jacob posted about it, I I decided to give it a try. And, and I don't have, I don't have much to report really. Okay. Um, I I'm I'm doing it. I'm I'm basically doing. One thing she added that I had missed is she's, so I made the solution correctly and I've just been taking a teaspoon twice a day, but she said to add it to water. I was like, well, why not add it to some structured water? So I just added that as of this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really can't report any uh, improvements to a couple of uh, stuck joints that I have, but I'd love to blast them with a terahertz wand. <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> yeah. But maybe just visit an acupuncturist has, has been on my list for a minute too. Okay. Yeah. Well, what for specifically? I got this pinky <clears throat> that won't, it, it just doesn't straighten. It's yep. sort of crooked. Yep. Um, that last joint I've talked about before is sort of inflamed and it never really chills out. Um, and then right between my shoulder blades, I'm always pretty, pretty stuck right there. And they don't really ever chill out. They're just sort of chronic. So still trying to get after those. Got it. Cool. Well, let's report back on on what happens. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you, we, we try these. And you said you were trying the Soleil water and it's like, you know, some of the stuff I think might take a while. You know, it's none of this is about a quick fix, really. Sure. Have you tried peeing on your pinky? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. I expected a laugh. No, no, I have. Incredible. I, someone else I was listening to. You never cease to amaze me, sir. uh enna rytort uh i've been reading her book krivda first heard her on alex x pod and then uh paul check did a whole series with her as well sort of dove into her world um she mentioned urine therapy from the grassroots peasants that she lived with in india as one of their go-to therapies but she framed it under the vegetarian uh, umbrella that it was most potent with a vegetarian diet. That's why I was sort of uh, prodding Amanda for like the overall state of terrain and how that there was. I'm still a little confused about that because she did say, I mean, Amanda Vollmer is the one who's, <laughs> we quote her often as always be detoxing, always be detoxing, yeah, right? Yeah. And with the onslaught of heavy metals and microplastics and everything that we're all we're up against it would stand to reason that you would always need to be detoxing and and therefore always having some amount of toxins in your output right yeah so when she said you wouldn't want to be doing urine therapy in the midst of a heavy metal cleanse well is there really any time when you're not heavy metal cleansing is my question like you know that's i've sort of made it part of my habit stack it's like I mostly have a smoothie to start the day every day. And more often than that, I'm putting cilantro in there and I'm drinking mm. shilajit and I'm doing all these things that, that as I understand it would help remove heavy metals from your system. So mm-hmm. when are you not doing a heavy metal detox is my question. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a, that's a very good question. Um, and that's getting into like more like, as yes, I guess you'd say like nuance or, or real detail, but 
I suppose for an individual who knows they've accumulated heavy metals over their lifetime, say like 30 years, they've never done a detox, like they've never done an aggressive detox. You can do an aggr- like a more aggressive right. heavy metal detox. I suppose right. that would be the time. And then after that, you assume, okay, the big, you know, the 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 big load has been flushed out. Now it's right. just sort of the ongoing maintenance. And maybe it's during that ongoing maintenance that you feel, okay, we're fine. There's not, there's going to be like maybe trace amounts in there, but right. that wouldn't be where the concentration of it is coming out or being excreted. Right. And yeah. of course, as, as Bear Lando says, like everyone should have a lab in their home. That sounds a little hyperbolic, but like if you really want to know what's going on, we should be testing. You should be testing your urine. And you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to do that. I imagine it's not that difficult, um, but you know, not find out. True. No, it's, good. it's also a good point. Um, whether or not I am currently detoxing heavy metal has not stopped me from, from uh, enjoying urine therapy on the daily. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was cool. It was it was great to finally dig dig in a little bit with her on that just on the on the details. And again, like we'd heard <laughs> we'd heard her on Tom Cowan and then she was actually on um The Wise Traditions recently talking about it, I think uh back in the spring. So just cool to hear from the horse's mouth. From yeah, the have queen's you, mouth, Michael. Have you gone to the next level of like seven year black the fermented ferment- urine? No, the fermented and I had not heard her speak of that uh and that's an interesting one that is an interesting one um i may take it there we'll see the last thing i'd want to have happen is for that to get in the wrong hands uh say grayson's (laughs) though though i don't know that he's pretty smart about what he puts in his mouth and what he doesn't well, who's to say it's even a bad thing? It's mostly True. just him like yakking about it at the playground. <laughs> <laughs> or, that, or that, or that, yeah. Already, you know, I think uh, sometimes I wonder if I'm on the on the precipice of being disowned from Donald Possible Steve. Ben. Possible, Possible Ben, yeah. Just, <laughs> just one thing, just one integration too far. <laughs> well, just to say that sentence, fermented black aged urine yes. is like, Wow. Yeah, that's that's a challenged is challenged even a, even for someone who's like yeah fine. I'm I'm good with what I'm doing right now even the place where I am the comfort level I'm at I went yeah. I know I did okay. hear Santos Bonacci speak on this relatively recently more in a, like a prepper mindset like you know everyone should have some some spring water at home mm. and if you have to leave the house in the night unexpectedly you know what the first thing he's going to bring with him is is a cup a just cup a, just a pee in yeah yeah and i i never heard anyone say that before but yeah. that's there's some wisdom there <laughs> there otherwise you're trying to like aim for your mouth yeah, <laughs> like, or like water in powder. your hand like <laughs> splashing it up yeah 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 so there it is yeah there's your visual folks yeah. you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome have you ever tried to drink straight from the stream? Uh, no. No, because it's just like an exercise in contortion. Um, my bad. I'm, not, I'm not that flexible. I never was that flexible, and I'm, I'm still not. <laughs> don't, don't give up, Benjamin. Keep don't going to the gym. Up. Okay, yeah. Well, you know what? Everyone should have a goal. Yeah. Everyone should have a life goal. And maybe Put that, that in the app. Maybe that is mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, are you going to, you think you'll adopt it? Urine therapy? Yeah. 
I've dabbled with it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I have, have no but problem. Have with you it. sent a photo of a jar of your urine to Tom Cowan yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't dabbled until you've until you've done that. No, I have not. I can't yeah. say that I've done that. Yeah. Uh, that's the greatest one of the greatest full pause I've ever made. So are you are you curious about the terahertz wand? Is that something you might? I mean, okay, I, this is something I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Peter and Pete on, who mm. sort of like, you know, took the piss out of the whole structured water mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of our heroes, Amanda, Tom, Andy, um, they they're all about the structured water, mm-hmm. Dolph, yep, etc. Um, so you know, I mean, Amanda was saying. So that's two questions. Like, what's your take on the Peter and Pete? take and also you know is the terahertz wand something you might want to bring into your home i think peter and pete i i respect i respect what they're doing in their life and they are just challenging everything and they're running experiments to show that we haven't been like this 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 has not been proved the ways the evidence that they've shown us don't uh, doesn't add up and can be easily disproven i i Full respect for what they're doing there. That does not necessarily mean that I, you know, believe them that there's no such thing as structured water. That water is not H two O. That said, you know, when you start to dig into what, okay, what is the evidence that structured water exists? That the the molecules form this like organized lattice work within the water itself. Um, sometimes you come up a little bit short. When you're looking into that, so I'm t- at the moment. Uh, I still use my my wand. I'm still foraging for spring water with the belief that the structure that it is structuring the water or it is structured water coming out of that spring. And I am 100% interested in getting one of these terahertz wands and just giving it a go and seeing what it can do. Yeah. And it sounds not that dissimilar to the Devon Graham scalar gun. Yeah, because she said she said it also uses scalar light, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So it's using the frequencies and scalar light, and then there was one other thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued red light, for sure. I think she said, was it red light? I think so. But what's interesting coming from her is, you know, she knows all the modalities. I mean, she's she's uh, as you say, she's the queen. And when she was having a healing crisis, that was, I mean, she's got everything at her disposal, all the knowledge, all the herbs, all the balms, all the tinctures, all the friend practitioners, blah, blah, blah. Um, But that was the thing that that got her through. It's sort of amazing. Yep. And she's posted on her Substack uh, other other healing stories from her friends. Specifically, I think it was a friend's dog Hmm. who had a miraculous like healing just using the terahertz wand. So- um, you know, it's another one of these things that, Hey, why not, why not give it a shot? Let's integrate it and then report back to the people. Yeah. How I'm it works for us. Well. Maybe, you know, maybe it works on your pinky. Maybe it works on your, you know, your back, your shoulders. Right. Exactly. Well, that's what she said. Her, her most aggressive symptom was a frozen shoulder. Yeah. I don't have anything like that, but it was interesting that it, it manifested physically like that. And of course that's debilitating. And then you can sort of spiral down when you have a physical ailment like that. Um, I mean, you know, mine are, mine are not debilitating by any means. I mean, I think it's this cosmic sort of joke that 
as a musician who depends on his fingers, the one finger I actually don't need is the one that's in disrepair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'd like it to, you know, it, I also wonder if it's actually a hockey injury because, or, or all of the above, because when I hold my stick, I've always let my pinky hang off the end. Huh. Like just to give, I think it's like a defenseman thing to give yourself like another half inch or an inch on a, on a sweep check. Yep. Um, but it just has to be there. And there have been times where it does get, it gets hit because it's, it's not, not protected it's in the not same grip. way. It's not gripping. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. sort of just hanging off the end. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. I want to, I want to, that's, this is the, this is like my little project in our health odyssey. I, I want this pinky to be a hundred percent. I want your pinky to be 100%. Just yeah. if for nothing else than the aesthetics, because it looks, look at you. Just look at you. You're all it crooked. Looks, You're all crooked. You're all funky. bent out of shape. I know. It's funky. Nah, you can't even notice it. No. Yeah, it's the universe going, look what I can do to you. Yeah. Not gonna. <laughs> Just gonna fire a warning <laughs> shot across the pinky. Yeah. So, so Benny, before, before we wrap, how, yep. how's the caffeine-free life treating you? Man, I just I I just gulped down a mug of uh, bone broth. So I've been I've been crushing the bone broth now. It's getting cooler, like really cool mornings. So that's my go-to. And then I've got this like non-caffeinated turmeric type tea that I'll I'll, I'll just that's my replacement for my mate. I throw my yeah. mushroom powder in there. I throw my shilajit in there. And uh, I like I I think going to the again going to the gym helps in, in, tremendously because it just gets everything w woken up and fired up. Uh, yeah. But even on the days like today, I didn't, I wasn't able to hit it. I had to get Grace into school and like, I I'm feeling good. I'm not th that first, those first couple weeks, like first three weeks, even in four weeks, like I would hit that little bit of a wall in the afternoon when I was like, I could take a nap. I could lie down and shut my eyes and I'd fall asleep. That's not happening. Like cool. I'm feeling pretty, you know, pretty full energy throughout the day. That said, there are also sometimes, particularly in the morning, when I don't have that like snap, but it hasn't prevented me from being productive. In fact, I think sometimes when I would drink the the, the mate, and definitely when I would drink coffee, I would have a, a hard time focusing. Like picking a task and like and seeing it front to back, like start to finish, I would sort of bounce around a little bit, almost thinking I'm multitasking and like, oh, look at me, I'm flying, I can do all these things. And then nothing would really get done. And sure. then the end of the day would come, I'd be like, oh, I just feel just as like, I got so still so much stuff. And now I'll hit the end of my day and I'll, I'll look back and go, wow, I was like really kind of dialed in. And I really sort of s systematically hit the things I needed to hit. So my overall stress level, I feel, has come down uh, almost in a, in a pretty remarkable way. So I don't have that alertness, that like fire, which we know is just stress. Right. Um, but I'm sort of making up for it in what is a more natural energy and like a real good focus. How about you? Good. How are you Sounds doing? Uh, I th I'm actually, it's, I've been reflecting a lot on the Jason Kristoff advice of pain is teacher right yeah. it's not that it's painful but there's certainly some and i think it's partly seasonal right getting into the cold and also like emotionally uh granted the last few years have been an anomaly but generally like you know ruthie has that great song coming down off summer yeah right 
coming down off summer, coming down off fall. I, all I've got is a handful of festival laminates hanging on my wall. It's like, you know, as musicians, you, the summer is, is party time. It's festivals and it's travel and it's playing music for people. And, and then as the cold weather comes, it's like, okay, now we're just home again. And I got to set it all up again for next year. <laughs> it's like a lot of sort of daunting work. And are we going to have enough work next year? Um, the come down, right? The come down after yeah. like, so that's part and parcel for, for just the rhythm of this lifestyle, but adding the, um, the removal of that, uh, that crutch, right? That comforting crutch. I'm left flailing a little bit more emotionally, mm-hmm. which I don't dislike, but I, it makes, um, it makes me a little more vulnerable, a little more fragile. And I'm sort of excited to see what is beneath those feelings. Cause I'm not a very outwardly emotional person. Um, I don't, I can't remember the last time I even cried. Like, honestly, probably, I don't even know more than just like a little tearing up, like actual, a breakdown. And I, that's sort of one of my goals is like, can I actually break down over something? (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but I'm trying to, to get to that place where I'm feel like safe enough and comfortable enough to, to like to get some stuff moving on that front, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like removing coffee is part of that, but I'm trying to be like sort of gentle with myself, not force it or anything like that. Sure. I'm not, not trying to have a mental breakdown. I'm just, it just, it actually seems unhealthy for someone who can't cry. Just, it seems like a block, you know? So I'd like to, I'd like to take that on see if, if I can make that get some movement there. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, good for you for leaning into it. This is the work. Yeah. Um, what is, so let me ask you, let me ask you a side question. What, what is your favorite instrument? Like most dear to you? I guess the guitar, the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine me breaking that guitar over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it into the fire. You're laughing. You're not crying. This, this isn't working. <laughs> Well, you know, my goal. No, I'm not going to try to make my best friend and co-host cry. I, I appreciate the effort there, though. That was I'll keep sneaky. Thinking. I'll keep. You're thinking. right on the job. <laughs> you just jumped, just right, jumped to action, and yeah. what a good friend! You're the best. Um, I like that Amanda brought up her that air conditioner story. How yeah. like you, you, you? That's like one of the first rules of playwriting in theater. Not just playwriting, but like when you read a script and there's two people you know, engaged in a scene and we were sort of taught to look at the script like, okay, they're arguing about this, but what's really going on? Right. What is the thing that's really, and that doesn't have to just do with theater. That's really life, right? Yeah. In relationships, like you might get bickering with someone, but what is the underlying bigger issue that, that all these things are piled on top of? And I love that she went right for the, uh, for the jugular there so she doesn't give a fuck about a loud air conditioner (laughs) there's some unsettled trauma that she's that needed to she needed to address head on and you just need to give yourself time to do that right i think that's like the magic of some of these teachers and healers it's like none of none of us none of these people are invincible or perfect but they they have tricks and um 
they will implement them, even if they forget to at times. You know, you start off being aggravated by the air conditioner and then you end up grieving for your two lost cats because you you had enough of the objectivity to pull out and, and look at what's really going on. Just sit there, breathe, meditate, use the app, whatever. Yep. Tools. Tools at your disposal. Tools. Tools and the I guess the willingness to to use them. The, the willingness and like willpower to use them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Amen to that. Um, and to move past, move past like the stigma of using them too. I mean, that one thing people in this space do not have much of our, yeah, any sort of like worry about what people think about them. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. For past that. Real quick before we wrap, has there ever been a, like a really sad song that brought you to the, the verge of? No. Never. I, I, I mean, if I'm really moved by a song, yeah, the first thing I want to do is like learn from it and learn how to replicate it. Got it. Like not just learn it, but like whatever it did to like move my soul yeah. and my spirit and yeah. like make me captivated. I want to like try and osmose that magic right. and try and put it in one of my songs, like learn from it, right. you know? So, which is almost sounds... Uh, a little bit like clinical. <laughs> That's okay though. But I mean, yeah. you know, you're a, you're a, a, a craftsman, Matt, you know, yeah. ever always trying to master your craft. You know, you never achieve mastery. Like true masters don't call themselves masters because they know that you're, there's always a place to go. And so that's what you're Correct. doing. Always Correct. on the path of mastery as a songwriter. Of course yeah. you would learn. Of course you would. It's like a woodworker seeing a piece of furniture from another yeah. great, another great. It's like, well, I'm going to analyze that thing. Everyone else is like, wow, that's beautiful. And like the other woodworker is going, okay, how did he do that? Yeah. Like you're yeah. sort of, I'm, I'm, I think the word would be awe. I'm mostly sure. like in awe yeah. of, of a magical piece of music or a song. Yeah. And, and then I, like I said, I want to learn how to, to be awe inspiring myself. And so what is that song doing that, that elicited that, that response? Um, Bright as you can made me cry the first time I like cranked it on a car ride, and I just like, I remember you told to me it. that I listened to yeah. it like five times in a row, and it was not man, it wasn't. It's not like a sad. It's it's the opposite of a sad song. It's a really joyful song, but it just hits all the things. It really hits. It, it hits everything. So that one made yeah. me cry, and then your version of uh, Vincent Black Lightning, um, that one also uh, makes me cry. There's probably others that that you've done that. Well, of course the cold wind that yeah. was really close to home yeah <laughs> anyway we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to get into it here go, d- go down the whole catalog oh, that's you know, but, but it's funny since we're talking about it and we sh- you know we don't need to belabor this after party but one thing that's been coming up is i think one of the reasons you've heard me say so many times how near and dear this podcast is to me like how important it is for like my well-being to, yeah. like to be hanging out with you every week and to be like doing this work that feels relevant and important. And we get such great feedback from listeners and like, that's really meaningful. And it, it, it gives, it gives my day-to-day life like momentum. Um, but what it really is, it's filling a creative void that's been missing from my life for yeah. a while. And when we were constantly touring pre 2020, some of that would come up. I'd get a little like pent up. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like creating enough because I'm lost in the booking and the touring and the performing, which, which I, I love that. I mean, and that's also how we make a living. So, but there is that tension between like being an artist 
there's, there's that tension between like the music and the industry and the industry tends to swallow you whole because there's never enough hours in the day. There's never enough time to do all the, just like the basic shit, the booking and the uploading and the pub publicizing, you know, all the stuff. But I've been really feeling like I have not been spending enough time being creative. That doesn't just mean writing songs. That means like getting lost in sound mm. and like experimenting and exploring. Um, which isn't really anything I would even necessarily do with the band. It's like something something that I used to really enjoy like as a teenager, like four track days, Ben, like in the four, in the basement with the four track, just goofing around and creating soundscapes. And I think that would actually provide me with a lot of joy, like a lot of joy. It would feel really good. Um, you know, not as the mammals or Ruthless Mike, just, just to do it and like to sort of plumb the creative space yeah. I, I, that's what my spirit is sort of moving me towards so i'm going to try and make more time to do that to just Beautiful. like experiment i can't wait to hear it do you yeah. think you'll come up with an after party diddy i'll certainly come up with some fucking droney as fuck uh 432 hertz um soundscapes oh, that's yeah. for sure yeah. let's drop I'm it in i'm thinking more it's going to be more ethereal okay and more yeah Let's drop it in. Let's yeah. find a way. Well, I can't yeah, wait we, to hear it, man. Yeah, we I can't will. wait to hear it. Well, don't go the way of Aaron Ross. Oh God, can you believe that? Um, it's that's really sad. That's really sad. Listener, this is a this is a, a, a singer songwriter Mike introduced me to. I think you know that you know Aaron Ross, right? Like, yeah, we've done some shows with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, just an absolutely incredible singer songwriter who well, uh, I, yeah. threw in the towel. Yeah, as a musician. As I said to Ruth, very on brand in some ways, but also sign of the times on brand in that he's like, ba basically, listener, what's going on is what streaming has done has has made it basically impossible for small artists to make a living. You you can still be Beyonce and you can make, you know, the labels can make thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars if you're big or even middle sized, you can sort of the the money that was lost through album sales can somewhat be displaced if you're a big artist. If you're small, it simply can't. It just disappears. And so he realized he couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. And it was actually like it was making him miserable to continue to try to make a living playing music. So he just said, I'm done. This is my last show next week or whatever. Twenty five years, twelve albums. It's like he even said he'd probably still write songs and make music, but he's he's done trying to play the game, the industry part. Like I said, the music in the industry, he's done with the industry. Yeah. And uh, I mean, one of the best Aaron Ross shows I ever saw in Nevada City, it was a Bill with the Mammals back in the day, like 2006 or so. I think it was at um, Cooper's, a place called Cooper's. Anyway, he played this like half hour set that comprised of like three songs. There were these like, three 10 minute epic songs. And then people were sort of like awestruck by the performance and they were clapping for an encore and he already had his guitar in the case, his jacket on and he was gone. He like left, like we were on the bill. We were backstage. Like we were, he just left. <laughs> it's wild. The only other person I've seen do that is Bob Dylan who yeah. leaves during the applause <laughs> on the bus and gone. Um, so he he was he's always been a man of like his own man. You know what I mean? 
he was never in it for like the adulation, but he was trying to make an honest living. Yep. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's too painful. That's sad. Life is a highway, a wide open highway. You'll be traffic if you don't change lanes. Whew. That's it. Yeah. And then that great line at the end, she's pharmaceutical, but hey, that's okay. I know. <laughs> uh, listener, if you want to check out Aaron Ross, go listen to Whimsical Hysterical Suburban. It's a, it's a, it's just an incredible song. It's a masterpiece. It's on his album, The Hallelujah Side, yeah. which is like a, a desert island album for me. Aaron Ross, I'm sure you can find his albums on Bandcamp. I think that would be Correct. the go-to. Bandcamp. Yeah. And if you listen to it and you feel so moved, send us a message. Let us know what you did. Yeah. Let us know what you think of that song. Love it. Uh, remember that nothing, <laughs> Mikey already said it, but nothing you heard here should be taken as medical advices. Neither Mike nor I are medical experts. Remember that you are light, you are love. Stop feeding the beast. You are your primary healthcare provider. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.